bit of a power thought for you. Consider that when you perceive something within another, it's within yourself. And when you perceive greatness within another, you needed the perception to see it, or else you wouldn't have thought of it, anything of it. So you have an awareness, a detection, a depth, a level within it. And it's quite close to that too, which kind of facilitates seeing it. One of multiple ways that does facilitates that. Yeah, that does kind of get you to realize, wait, if I see genius in another, well, I needed the perception in order to perceive it, to taste it, to feel various, let's say, aspects of, I could say, resonance, um, familiarity, no, more than that. It's like you're able to appreciate the deeper levels and nuances of it. And that's why you kind of see it as genius in a way. Or one of the multiple factors. And when you kind of realize, well, yeah, it's it, oftentimes, and I guess I should have premised with that, oftentimes the mind sees it as only the other has that. You know, the whole division thing we've been plagued with, the comparison route, Okay. Well, when you take that off and you understand that, well, if you see it in another, you have it within. So on all sides, on both ends, either both good things and bad things to a certain degree, or habits that you would prefer and negative habits that you wouldn't necessarily continue, in a sense. So when you start focusing on that, but in the aspect of the geniuses that you see, and what you love to perceive as genius... Um, what's really entertaining to create about too, you know, there's, there's multiple things to it, but you kind of get the sensation of it that you can discover a whole world about it. And when you discover someone else saying something different about it or bring a new perspective on it, it becomes a, um, a perspective that really resonates with you. It becomes like, um, kind of like a a different dance you know a different momentum it's like you accelerate and thoughts in there and in feeling as well your recognition between both goes at such a high speed that you again you combine the both the left brain and right brain at the same time because you're going thought feeling thought feeling as a one responding to another in that specific category in a sense so it's really unique to oneself Yet, when you pay attention to it, it becomes, um, again, infinite creation, in a sense. An aspect of continuous output with it. Fun, playful, and nothing to it. Yet, um, you also have to... It's like saying it's important to know and work on that while you also understand that what genius you see on the exterior you have to get to that perception level to see it to appreciate it and it's also within you for you to perceive it or else you wouldn't be looking at it or even feeling anything towards it so 
in that method you kind of just appreciate it all you know you have a certain sense of control yet at the same time you're lax and loose about it you adore the new perspective that you have because it's clear unity and it's the basic default thing that you came with in with here until you got taught about um separation division you know thinking that you're only the mind and body and you're the person as well so it's not like you're all souls who came into these mind and bodies then got influenced by your environment which is completely random granular randomness to it especially including time space weather time period era that kind of stuff so when you get all those factors down it's like okay wait but the one thing we all have in common is we're all souls that came here yes all right so no division the rest is influences when you get to the core and the core of living the experience as a soul see coming into the mind and body and then experiencing life thank you pixar great little movie to express that what am i saying a little movie great fucking movie to express that because when you understand that if it wasn't for the whole granularity of granularity of time and space you are all just getting a new vision on life a new perspective yet you're also going into mind and bodies see it's like you got to understand that before you learn your language you lived there was a time period there were years prior for you saying your first words because there wasn't necessarily an association so when you get that that that's still a phase an important phase in your life it's a starting phase as the one that links us all together all right before you even you the first word or your name there was a feeling a sensation of vastness openness discovery you know there was you prior to that yes there's the birth trauma from what they say that's a repetition that we kept saying may still happen may not who knows but you understand we all came in the same way so there's no point in division after all after that it's like it's going back to the basic point yeah there's creation that kind of you know there's fiction created prior in a sense because you didn't live what happened prior you're just told so you're not living it it is still a fiction in a sense what you were told about various things and it's all right there needed to be associations to be functional so there needed to be an understanding of division you know to be able to separate and express different elements and different functions functionality to live you know yet 
you can come back to this point of unity when you remember those early years. And again, you see that aside from the separation created from language and then the backlog of history fiction that we never lived, that then puts a perception, a stance, and a position on life before it's even truly lived. I mean, how often did you travel when you were a kid, you know, to live those uh, experiences in different countries, not just read about them in geography class. See, there's a big difference in perception that is created from two different paths, a big difference of perception. <laughs> so, There's a lot of things to kind of think about in that regards. You know, if we were kind of collectively raised like that, where it's like, yeah, you get to learn about another country, but you don't get to experience it. So the image that you have of it is not, you know, the actual experience. It's not... You see what I mean? It, It kind of pops up as something as a... Uh, it's it's fictional. It's not a real thing. Like there's a whole new dimension to sensing, and being in a different space and different country. And you're raised to be, you know, from the beginning to often, you know, depending on the generation and the parents as well. Stay at home. Got to watch out for the exterior and all of that. You know, there was a big fear campaign on TV as well. Got to watch it with a van. <laughs> You know, uh, so still, okay, I feel like I'm dumping on on, uh, some of the things that used to happen in the past, but they do have an influence. Um, They do have an influence in that aspect where, again, it's this programming where you just aren't necessarily living those experiences over there. You're just getting imageries. Um, someone else's opinion about it. So, there's a sense of just, okay, well, you would want, in a sense, and I guess this is kind of like looking back to get a springboard, because that'll give me an exact path um, for things I want to practice even further. It's kind of like using it as a springboard. So, the elimination of that amount of time experiencing simulated experiences in a way. You know, um, having more of an enthusiasm to explore the um, outside those current boundaries, in a sense, or to kind of remove the idea of boundaries. Or accept that there was no idea to begin with. It's all, again, a timeline that didn't necessarily have this aspect of inner reflection, you know, and in a way, having an understanding that you can easily set up roads and you don't necessarily need to care for exterior opinions because it's just creating it in your mind ahead of time 
before just getting to it. It's just being patient with your own mind while fully understanding and enjoying the fact that you can create thoughts at light speed. So that advantage gives you one heck of an edge because when you focus your mind on a single idea, kind of like the flow state, thank you Pixar, you not only get in concert with yourself, but your idea and thought speed, creation, time and speed are fully honed in like a laser beam on an idea, a project, a personal project. So imagine that homeworks would be shit because you would just basically do it in your mind as soon as it's assigned. So it's like, ah, done. Yeah, uh, I kind of paid attention, now it's done. But, you know, we wouldn't have that information bombardment type of schooling. It would be something different. Yet still, you can see the potential already. You... You let yourself loose in the aspect of introspection. Feel your way in there and play around. And getting that earlier, much earlier, and I can just retrace, redo the timeline. That's an exercise to just write a list about. Or just keep it mentally, play it naturally. Um, You're able to kind of see that, yeah, this ability would just get things cleared out quickly and it's quite an effective thing too because to the degree you're able to mentally focus on a single idea your speed just picks up momentum so it may start out like five minutes up to ten because at times you know you may have to wrestle with some prior uh, beliefs yet once you get rolling with it you will basically have an idea a project rehearse it mentally in your mind from the end point create variations improve the flavor grow the feeling make it more enjoyable make it more exciting you know you allow yourself to go yeah okay cool let's spruce it up to the max See, you don't take it lightly. You take it literally in a fun way. So it's not forceful. See? Nuances. So you play with it. Yeah, you keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And when you do that, your speed of interpretation, deciphering, and also clarification on the subject, again, like a laser beam, will go faster and faster and faster. You're running circles around it. Literally, you can visualize that as well. And in that mode, you're just having fun. You're playing with it. It becomes natural. It's not something you list out. Like saying step one, step two, step three. You're able to kind of flow in and out. You don't necessarily take a stance or a position. You return to that original state of pure openness and discovery. Yeah, you're making it more fun, fun, fun. See? And you don't guilt yourself for it if you ever learn those patterns. If not, good. <laughs> Literally. So, because that'll just stop the momentum. You'll feel it. Use it to clean it up. 
have fun doing that too. And back on the horse, back on the idea. Roll faster, faster, faster. So you can kind of play and create that way. <laughs> it's, um, wow. It is something else. Again, that advantage early on, holy shit. <laughs> um, holy shit. You know, creation becomes easy, simple, fun. And you'll feel you'll feel it. Once you have the idea locked in, you'll shoot you'll go for it. Literally, it's uh, fantastic. Fun to be alive. Wow. Ooh, caught myself. I really like that. Um, really good catch. Caught myself complaining and whining about a certain um, set of encounters that I kind of keep returning. And for me, complaining would just even be having a slight comment on it, in a sense. Um, it's because I got to that point where I, I personally choose that, but I don't force it. Yet, even when it happens, I just kind of go, ah, okay, wait, whoa, making a judgment there. Watch out. What's going on? And what I noticed is uh, over those encounters, as soon as I kind of got back at night, I noticed it kind of kept running through my head. And eventually I went like, wait, what? Nope, stop. No complaining. Why? Well, did I actually pre-plan the kind of encounters I actually wanted to have, in a sense? Uh, or better said, the kind of vibe I wanted to have during encounters or resulting from encounters or as well, you know, just adding on top, during encounters. It's a thing that you can kind of do. And I remember applying it for art, but now it's like, wait a second. Oh, yes, the same can be done in that specific way. So instead of complaining, there's a, and it's not saying complaining is bad. It's kind of like seeing it as a, a ringer, like, uh, wait, what's going on? Remember, all is one. So, and a lot of things weren't necessarily chosen. So you, you kind of nullify the habit and you basically reaffirm what is preferred. You kind of, it's a gap to bridge because it's, it's like, I wouldn't want to generally speak, but from my experience, had a large aspect of, or encounters with multiple vibes that, or ideas, social ideas, that it's like busting out and being unique is not necessarily the best thing. Or, you know, not to feel greedy. These kind of drilling that kind of happened, um, as well as, you know, what they show in shows. And you get a bit of a generalized but flawed drilling you know and eventually when it comes to accepting more and more and um just allowing yourself to kick your desires up and go yeah well that'd be great to experience these things and allowing yourself to imagine and play and feel with multiple different scenarios that prior drilling kind of caused a bit of a blockages to a certain degree yet once that is spotted again you do the work you do the process 
um, you take the time to do it because when you understand that after that you can just point towards something focus on it and just kind of go oh yeah this let let me try this out as a either a subject or an art project or something like that and that you have no blockers you're just gonna flow through with the idea and gg that's it that's all it's perfect so it is why you kind of want to do the inner work and okay that was the carrot now the the stick you know is basically if you're um at a point you know if you don't do this kind of work or you you know give yourself time to do it then you can easily get really um feels like it's susceptible and prone to having depression because your thoughts are acting against you meaning yes you're the soul primarily use that as your golden gun your golden ticket okay but remember you still want to take care of the mind even though you didn't necessarily understand it from that position a lot of things were recorded habits behaviors um perceptions you know habits of seeing and interpreting and assuming and that kind of creates a generalization that is the mind you know it, it when you look at the movie and TV characters, the <laughs> the poultry aspect of details, you, like you barely know anything about them as human beings. Nothing can be truly expressed to the level that you discover to the degree of your awareness what your experiences create and how, you know, in a timeline, a repetition of a perception creates your life. So... It's really cool, you know, taking the time to do it and understanding that. Because when your thoughts turn against you, it's basically you're using a rule set that was given to you, which you don't necessarily fit in. But you haven't understood that that rule set changes every fucking generation. So you don't necessarily need to be to lock yourself in a noose because of that. Yet, when you don't know, the mind will use those rule sets indirectly without letting you kind of understand wait a second you don't necessarily need to abide by that you're not lacking because you don't abide by that there's no lack everything's an aspect of balance there's no you shouldn't necessarily consider extremes you kind of want to allow yourself to move because in history look back and you'll see you know um before there were words like for lesbian or transgender like derogatory terms way before and then it diminished uh, same goes with the n and the hard r or the um the w b one you know in a sense and you don't hear those meaning and also people don't necessarily feel or react as much as those as prior because you eventually start learning and you see society changing but you also understand that every types of uh, acceptance and um compassion and types of wisdom that we share like through school and all that always changes always grows always evolved so it's when you kind of realize that that everything kind of continuously flow you don't necessarily take stances or and you don't necessarily let those perimeters those words those definitions 
hold you in a noose because again if it wasn't for the fact that you were born in a country that you were born at the time that you were born all that shit would be different okay yet you would still be a soul coming into a body and purely seeing from an aspect of discovery understanding and feeling instead of associations okay before you learn your name all that that was you so remember that original point and understand that the rest is just granular and you don't necessarily need to choke yourself on it you don't necessarily need to have those make you emotionally react to your surrounding because you understand it's all interpretation from that point on okay and that shit changes every goddamn generation so you kind of want you kind of understand hey i'm gonna be smart in advance and allow myself to flow through these and then voila boom no more depression no more anxiety you stop jabbing yourself with those that minute granularity that would just change continuously and you return to that beginning point it takes a while yet you can all do it like i said it's an interest and uh, a playful interest you know you don't take necessarily take it too seriously but you also do take it in a focused seriously you know you you kind of uh, really honed in and focused taking seriously in a sense um like to the fact that you're just fully focused on it and you filter each and everything that kind of goes true in order to go wait do i really believe that or am i just saying and then you don't let that slip because you're just saying is you literally creating even further you know you you kind of own up and also if you're just saying something that you don't necessarily like or doesn't necessarily make you feel good you understand boom division whoops wouldn't want someone else to do the same so at that point you just clear it up you know you it it really gets fast really gets easy it really gets into a momentum of both understanding yourself and then understanding humanity from that general base of just coming in nothing then granular details and then you can kind of look at each and every lenses of perception and the aspect of how life is described in various countries not again all grain of salt yet understanding a general base that's you know if you want to go even further that's a lot of fun too yet you kind of just want to first take care of whatever is blocking you from within to a certain degree uh, again you do that but you also allow yourself to have desire one when you kind of looks um you give it a look inside your desires you will land on those other things and then voila you you got to clear it up and then go back to the loop it's it's a bit of a momentum yet you'll get the hang of wrapping your thoughts around various subjects linking to a bigger theme within yourself and it all becomes easy easier and what then starts to happen is you kind of pressure it's not a direct pressure but it's a friendly pressure on certain subjects that have been lingering in your life 
yet you didn't necessarily go into them because you might have been distracted, <laughs> personal experience, distracted by devices or games, which do not necessarily go into those deeper aspects of thought pattern. So they give a bit of a sample, but they're not a real thing. Okay? They're not that complex. And they're not really that intimate. The deeper you go within, the more intimate it becomes. And the more you understand that, hey, you can't demand other people to know that from you. Or to, you know, there's no assumption of expectation or that kind of shit. Because your personal experience is fucking deep. Um, and, again, the, cre the repetition of certain beliefs, creating a specific timeline, bring you to a certain point in your life. Again, from that general point. So when you see that, you can just change it. Have that. And the funniest part is whatever, again, you're doing this visualization, whatever you see and feel, it'll still count. So it's a brand new um, re-imprinting of that hard drive that might have gone, you know, haywire on you if you think about it. Because if it's bringing you to anxiety and depression, um, then it's literally just hitting itself. Because its own perception is causing um you know it's like it's finding reasons to hurt itself and you're the soul looking at that always sending a heartfelt feeling of just hey wait no 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 division no lack yet depending on the rule sets that you were brought to learn or forced to learn or just happened again it's like a hard drive. You come in contact with a certain set of rule set. You either adopt it by osmosis or force. Traumas, you know. And you... Again, it, it doesn't really cross the mind to think twice about certain habits certain perceptions, certain assumptions of life and what's possible for you and everyone else or every or anything in this world. So that, you know, this is the shit you want to clear because that's running your life. Um, and to have that whole depression, anxiety kind of block you from it, fuck that, you know? <laughs> Again, Find a way to clear it. There's many, many ways that you might um, develop on your own. Visualization. Again, the whole VR tech. Really fun. Uh, especially if you do it in space, add some music and stay in that zone. And if you... Uh, I think I recommended that before. Kind of like Sherlock Holmes does it in the TV show. But instead of words, as soon as words flash... Understanding you're able to follow your thought speed. See? Microsecond, practically, and ever-increasing, like a saying. Well, you, um, you're literally able to follow your thought stream 
with visualization as if you're going into it and changing it in the moment. Mix that with Doctor Strange. I think you can get a good visual representation of some fun mental play you're able to create, which is really cool. Like, especially if you just close your eyes, have some space. It's amazing. <laughs> um, you're able to create so many things, personal things, creations, art, whatever, you know, a, a lot and heal traumas with that too. Because you can bring that, especially if, and again, this is why everything's a double-edged sword. There may be programming with television, you know, repetition of certain habits, uh, again, the granular details that we don't necessarily choose. There may be that, okay? Yet at the same time, there's also us being able to use that visual data and create scenes that could impact us mentally and emotionally to benefit us. <laughs> Literally, you know, you, you got to watch out. You don't necessarily want to fall in the pitfall of the hero story, okay? No, you can just steamroll the fucking thing. <laughs> Literally. And I'm not fucking with you. Steamroll the damn thing. Don't stick in the drama that's the repetition that's the trap by accident you know it makes for good fiction but you you might as well just fucking steamroll the damn thing oh wow yeah fuck it just just do that um because it's like ludicrous to go oh i gotta i gotta prove wordy wait you're fucking source you're already wordy see there's no lack so so just steamroll the damn thing don't fall for that fucking uh don't don't follow the fiction repetition for good fiction there's got to be um opposition a journey and all that but you in your mind you can just steamroll the damn thing see no depression <laughs> no depression to block you once you get past it right um it gets really fun and just having a taste of it just Gives you a big kicker out of depression and anxiety. Because you can just have fun creating. And allowing yourself to steamroll. Just go, yeah, okay, I get that. Awesome. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, boom, done. N no struggle. Fun playfulness, fluidity, creativity with all that. But you, you just, done. <laughs> so, when it comes to the VR tech, you can do a lot of great stuff. Going within. And using the the visual and audio library you know the five senses all of them but uh, with the tv and games you can use that at your advantage in that way you just want to get something that was the closest to your favorite let's say media and you kind of ask yourself why and you go into the whole five century aspect of it then guess what? Okay, you can mimic it in your mind. But for something you want to clear or something you want to try, test out, play with. So already in that mode, you'll see. You'll allow yourself to be mm, more open, more fluid, more playful, testy. You know, you'll test out various options. Because it, it'll feel fun to try that. It'll feel fun to try this. 
it'll feel fun to create this. And there's nothing really, you see, there's two things, nothing really blocking you, but you're also more, um, how do I say, like more open to creating is one uh, of the pillars practically should be the only one you know you you detach from the granular details of it possible granular rule sets of whatever you create you kind of go for the feeling itself the raw feeling so you don't remain bound by an idea of possibilities or impossibilities based on you know whatever granular details it would be you just create and feel it's um hmm It's more primal. Some kind of instinctual. Something that came up might be a an enhancement of something I kind of brought up prior, yet now it kind of resonates a bit more. Uh, big shout out to Joseph Ally on YouTube because one of his recent lectures kind of triggered this visualization and understanding. So I got to find ways to kind of integrate that. I'm, I'm having a couple of possible plans when it comes to that, but nothing uh, set in stone. Anyhow, on this one, okay, um, a good visualization to keep in mind when you understand that in the process of manifestation and visualization, okay, uh, whatever it might be, it might be a change of attitude, it might be a different environment, it might be, uh, again, all of that relates back to you being awareness, uh, soul, spirit, consciousness, universe, yet the experience of it is feeling, okay? So, you perceiving or slash being in this state is feeling the state as if it is now okay now the more you are able to hold that okay it's like it imagine and visualize a download bar okay you're taking on of that state being in that state thinking from that state feeling from that state in the now okay in the current present so you kind of go like a method actor okay how would it feel well you're feeling it now all right you remaining in that state after those questions all right fills that emotional progress bar download bar okay so you're basically straight up downloading the emotion, the thoughts, the feeling, the 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 idea, the persona, uh, in that state, like you're you're straight up downloading it because 
upon doing a repetition and holding it, you are integrating it to your being. So if you visualize this as a download bar and just kind of play with this idea, again, it's all play because as soon as you try to force yourself, then it, you know, it's like you can imagine the bar just turning red and then slowing down because you're adding resistance to it. It's not coming in as fun and natural. It becomes a force. So again, it's a balance thing, yet you want to play with it. You want to be fun. Yet you want to be diligent slash um, serious in that specific way. Meaning you see it as a progress bar, you keep repeating it, and you visualize that progress bar going, yet you're not forced to visualize it continuously. You just have it as a, 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 a subjective idea, you know, to then push yourself to keep them that you know, the new state, the attitude to keep downloading it to eventually have it integrated because that's naturally what happens upon you doing that repetition of a specific way of thinking leading to a specific state, you know, same goes with the way of feeling. So it gets quite interesting when you play it that way, because upon you just kind of doing that, you become a bit more, you, you find a bit more game and playfulness to it. Um, when it's time to integrate certain things, you know, again, you could also use the matrix as a reference because Neo in that sense, in the movie, and because it's a movie, it had to be done real quick. So he downloaded all those Kung Fu moves really quickly. And then it's like, okay, I know Kung Fu. Sure. But it's, you know, uh, when you're actually performing those kind of exercise, it won't necessarily be as quick yet the concept can still be used subjectively, yeah, in, in a sense, you know, as a visualization aid to understand the concept, because that very same concept is how your life kind of led you to this current point. If you see the kind of states you remained in, uh, the kind of environment that led to those states, the kind of media and materials that you kept repeating that led to those states, um, let's say the kind of people you were hanging around that all of that has filled up their own individual downloading bar for a state, for an attitude, for a mood. So when you, you're able to, and of course, you know, with repetition, eventually it's like, bam, anchored. Okay. Afterward, admittingly, when it comes to the subconscious, the zero to eight or zero to nine, uh, period of our life. Depending on whatever it is, we just, it just goes into the subconscious directly. So it's like the download bar, it just goes, an event happened, bing, okay, so I got to abide to that. This is what I got to watch out for. And this is my current state based on that. And after zoo, you know, after nine, you don't necessarily look back to see what's in the subconscious. We, it, again, we did not have that knowledge. So it's quite interesting in that specific way. Hell, you can even have that quick loading bar when you do hypnosis because that's the direct access to the subconscious mind or doing visualization prior to bed. Very similar. State akin to sleep. So, wow. Yeah. Like being able to perceive it this way and then making it more of a game for yourself when it comes to those change pushes away 
the old model of go, 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 quick, 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 go, 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 quick, 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 or the aspect of comparison where it's like, oh, you haven't done this compared to someone else. And, you know, all the bull crap we kind of learned from school in the aspect of how we see ourselves and how we judge our progress. Fuck that. Fully understand. Everything's about repetition. Even when it comes to school, you get the social game out of it or you get the social indoctrination out of it. And you just remain in this aspect of playful, fun, skill building with yourself in a non, um, how do you say, non-army-like way or non-factory-like way of, oh, right, now you're doing this to get the grade and now you got the grade to get the paper. You know, you're not doing it for that egoic method. Ego in the aspect of, you know, remaining stuck in mind, body, and social constructs and aspects of it. You're not doing it for that. You're not doing it for the check mark. You're not doing it for the prize. You're not doing it for the little piece of paper. No, you're actually having fun a lot of fucking fun, just downloading new attitudes, downloading new flows for your life, understanding that, again, you impact others with your own state. And the same kind of goes, you know, after doing this work for a bit, you kind of understand how your state was impacted by others. So, again, it's this fun, playful aspect, no higher than thou bullshit as well, of just, yo, let me just download those new skills, get my mood and gear, have fun with this, and indirectly slash directly affecting others for the positive. So, eh, let's have fun with that, all right? Man, here comes a double dose of that humble pie that I am now tasting. Um, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. You, I spoke to you guys about, you know, certain memories that I'm trying to rewrite. And I have done sessions. Yet, there's still certain things that will just bring out the e, the um, the id. Not the ego, you know, just of, of... Well, the ego as well, in a sense. But in the aspect of it being the mind and the mind's reaction, okay? And after a while, I'm like, okay, well, live and let live and let it... You know, it's going to seep in or the change is going to seep in over time. Because if I force it, then, well, then I'm, I'm about to eat shit. If I force it, you know, it's adding force to it. It's kind of like saying... Um, not, it's kind of like saying I'm not being enough in the moment, so I need to force it in order to X blah, 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 you know, to get true. And one thing that kind of just popped up, and this is why I, again, telling you, ask and you shall receive. So it was still in a lingering question, but I was kind of letting go. And straight up, out of nowhere, uh, biggest shout out to Unseen Seraph on YouTube. She has an amazing channel, beat per beat point when it comes to um, the law of attraction and certain specific manifestations. So I got to thank her and various others. But for this one, again, pro tip, that was her. And it, it, she brought up the aspect of, well, yeah, when it comes to revision, it's not just once depending on certain scenarios and at times you may have to go and do a you know up to a hundred times because of the memory already having having or having had its length of repetition so let's say in in my case again 
still having uh, some challenge, some challenge to let go what happened in my early childhood because it's a very, you know, the early childhood impressions are t hardcore. Zero to nine, they're hardcore. And I noticed some of, you know, when it comes to the revisions, I went up to 10 to 20 times, yet I haven't accomplished the 100, the 100 times mark. And that, you know, that kind of just tells me, oh, right, to properly re-anchor a new set of emotion based on that specific uh, trial, you know, based on that specific instance, event, you know, or set of emotion created by a specific event. Well, to wipe those shit out, I actually have to do the 100-hour mark. I have to do the, the grinding to a certain degree. It's um, kind of coming to um, a point where I can have my brain rationalize the, the repetition that needs to be made for those new, you know, that, well, you could say new enhanced emotion in a way. Uh, or the wiping out of that memory, which does bring a new emotional spectrum. Like, it, it's like, all right, well, tough luck, but you're going to have to level grind. And it makes a whole damn sense. Because I can remember that those memories were repeated a certain amount of times. Because of, you know, the trauma. So, it's a game of just repeating. It, it's kind of like outplaying out repeating the old memory with its old emotions um outplaying it with a new memory and having that become a standard when it comes to let's say whenever i'm going to reflect on that time frame and that does require an amount of t of repetition possibly up to the hundreds so it is, um, it's like, ooh, okay, right, yeah, I thought about it, and I spoke about the whole Dragon Ball Z blasting an emotion um, multiple times, yet this brings it to another level, where it's like, okay, for some of these things, again, early childhood stuff, the repetition will need to be diligent and a bit more hardcore, and that's, you know, it makes sense with the principle, so... That, again, mm, nice, juicy, humble pie in that aspect because I was taking maybe 20 repetitions and I was considering it done, yet it wasn't enough. And I would kind of get frustrated at times where, ah, crap, I thought I was over this. And it's like, well, you know, it's it, it comes back to a point of being okay with the emotion, yet, yet this diligent aspect of repetition uh, gets to be a bit of a game changer. And also a, you could say, a bit of a marker in the, um, maybe in the aspect of um, whenever, I guess I'm saying this in, in regards to whenever I will clear something else I'll be able to notice what, how much it would take, in a sense. I, I'd be able to feel it. It's not to note it down on paper and make it all scientific, but I'll have a much more accurate beat to refer back to. 
you know, uh, I'll know by the numbers I've done on this one. Just to have a hint and let go of that impatient patience aspect of things, you know, the, oh, fuck, why am I not done with this type of deal? So that's actually really good. And again, I got to thank Unseen Seraph on YouTube. Big shout out to her and her channel and everything that she's brought this there's a and this is why you know i'm loving this massive mega co-op you never know what you're gonna land on and when you do fully appreciating that moment just fully appreciating the fact that there's more people talking about this content and we're sharing strategies and certain things will resonate with you and some won't but ultimately even when it doesn't it still gives you a strategy it tells you okay what doesn't necessarily work for me so again Thank you for this, and I'm a, I'm gonna chew that humble pie. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's just having fun with this and uh, being much more open with it. You know, just okay, cool. <laughs> a couple of interesting notes being spotted. Um, first things first. Always, always want to reaffirm the fact that. Um, Wiping away the subconscious blocker for having those inner talk, whether it be an idea of schizophrenia or worst, the idea of not wanting to be fully open and revealing to myself. Um, and that blocker used to be from, again, old school parenting where they could do no wrong and there was continual criticizing which eventually kind of goes okay well i might as well not be open because i do not necessarily want um let's say the criticism or the negativity uh, again repetition from the parents and then leading up to school and you can see how it's all often play in the in the social game where in the news, you know, you'd pass in the news for something that happened, a little mistake of one time, but it's blown out of proportion to a point where it's like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that or shouldn't talk in general, that kind of stuff. So you clear that out and the inner conversation is much more open, much more clear. It's always about this aspect of, oh, I spot this, then let me balance it. And where that leads me to is the aspect of video games. like. I went back to a game that I used to test, and Saints Row Deferred, you know, my best testing project ever. And I was finding out more ways where I can have my, let's say, intellectual mind in gaming be transferred to certain activities that I want to do. So one key thing that helped me as a tester um, especially when it come when doing speed through testing, like in a, in a in a sense being a speed runner for testing for game testing, was that eventually upon repeating the game maybe two three times, I'd be able to lock in a an optimal strategy, and at that point it was okay. Strategy's already locked in. I know which point to go to. Now it's just execution, execution, and refinement in that execution. So, again, repetition was key. 
because the first three repetitions were to kind of get a feel flow for the overall game and then the rest became in anchoring down and um uh, optimization there we go optimizing of a strategy to beat the game faster and faster and faster so when i went back to that game and forgot all my fucking strategy it's been like how many years since i tested it it's gonna be about maybe eight nine years could be even reaching 10 on 2022 i think yeah around that time well no actually 2011 2012 was when the whole big big collapse happened in that specific studio so yeah it's gonna be 10 years so i forgot all the strats but i remembered a part of them yet i started noticing one that consciousness was completely getting involved in the universe i was paying attention to so like i said when it comes to movies you feel as a character does when it comes to game it's practically around that um you'll even hear certain pro esports saying that you know i move as the character i know how to react as the character well yeah straight up your consciousness goes or is fully enthralled with that let's say world that dimension because your attention is continuously on it it's hardcore onto it you know so that was an interesting thing to realize again and then to see how in that specific setting one what were limiting well okay sure there's the vision it's video game so you gotta fight an opponent you, you know again the division mindset is in there and that's normal it's storytelling it's to make a good story just don't stay in that soup too long yet from that world there were perimeters of um let's say actions and perceptions and with that being kind of understood like let's say especially in the example of saints row gotta get this building purchase this building or a set of building to get a, a certain hourly income and then which would make easier to get upgrade you know that kind of thinking became easier to notice and break down in the moment instead of um you know much later on or to do it in a professional um environment for a professional service like game testing so it became easier to kind of notice this and then find a way to bridge that method of thinking you know the free flow that you can kind of do with this along with the dedicated and deliberate repetition for optimization you know for having an optimal and again special emphasis on a optimal result because there's no d optimal result it'll always get more optimal as you keep going through so again that's another cleanup in the mindset aspect of things because if it's if you're kind of in the mindset of okay well there's one strategy one way to do things gg you're done because it, because you know you stick to that one thing and that's it that's all but there's multiple types of strategies here and there and of course for a specific game you could go into that kind of mindset and this is a bit of a trap 
because when you try to translate that to life, you'll you'll see there's multiple methods to accomplish certain things or to receive certain things in life. So you want to watch out for that repetition as well, along with the divisiveness, you know. Uh, yet more and more games allowing you more and more options and more and more strategies. So, hey, that thing's changing up. Plus, you're not relying on game or any TV for to do your thinking. Because then you'd be like the extreme left that was, oh, uh, the representation of the thing I count or the representation of my identity is not clearly represented. Let me shout at you for that. While you're completely detached from that, the kind of thinking and feeling. You know, again, you don't let the media and the devices lead your thinking. Yet, when it comes to some of these things, as said, like the sadhus in India, you can use those different worlds and creations and story, let's say, beats, um, and then make your own mix, your own soup of ideas, of emotional journeys, of hell even when it comes to recoveries or going past certain things or growing over certain things you know you you can all these materials can help you in that because when you dive into visualization you're at complete control and like uh, that exercise i told you guys you can mix things with the games that you've played and you can start visualizing scenarios similar to that with those ingredients in your creation soup but then mixing it, changing it. Again, no more division. You toss that thing to the side. And the one strategy, one way, one thing, you toss that to the side as well. And now you're playing one heck of a fun game of creation at that point. Because you're actively managing and working your feelings and certain things that you want to learn and grow. And you actually have that kind of mindset, that strategical mindset with the free-flowing aspect of it all. So you're not stuck into one method, one strategy, one way. You kind of go, oh, I can do all of these. I can have access to all of these. I can mix and match all of these. And use it as your fucking tool for whatever you kind of want to accomplish and also play with your own experience these are just kind of like base ideas or base examples you're gonna find whatever tune in uh, tunes in with you well naturally you know as you ask yourself those questions which is why that first point you know whatever subconscious blockers you may have may or may not you know all depends this is individual to any one of you But whatever subconscious blocker you may have around the aspect of, one, talking to yourself, and then two, making sure you do not judge yourself when you go into certain topics, because then that would just block the energy flow. Okay, that's another good visualization to have on that subject. It's as if you're going on a subject and you see uh, a line. That's you creating an energy. Sorry for that. Ooh, just drank water. 10 minutes ago too. (laughs) Uh, So you're going along a line, okay? And that's your energy flow. And here's the thing that used to happen when we were kids. If you're doing an activity or a subject, you're going around this line and the energy flow keeps going, possibly even growing. And then 
someone doesn't deem it appropriate or just scolds you for making a mistake, okay? Which is a result, but not the result you wanted. If you knew what result you wanted, uh, well then, easier chance not to get a, a mistake. But even at the same time, you got to repeat multiple times. So anyway, energy still goes and then you get scolded. Boom, energy cut off. That's it, that's all. Because you've just stopped the momentum right there. Compared to, and this is where changing mindset helps you tremendously, if I ask you, okay, so how do you want to modify it? How do you want to change it? What do you want to change for or to get a different result? What kind of result do you want to get? Okay? Any of that mo- those kind of questions, okay? Well, it doesn't stop your energy flow. It doesn't literally stop it. If I scold you, if I insult you, if I yell at you, boom, stopped. But if I ask you those questions that would have you reroute the desired result, well, then you just naturally let that energy flow. You don't criticize it. You just kind of go, okay, well, I want that result. Okay, cool. You know, what kind of, this happened. Okay, you broke something. All right, this happened. So what kind of result do you want? I fully understood you didn't mean it. Don't want to step on sharp shit anyway, or you don't want any of that on you. So what kind of result would you want? And then how would you go about changing your prior set of action, you know, your prior strat, as well as the granular nuances of it. So even the aspect of holding things at a certain angle and then moving with a bit more deliberation. Okay, well, how would you want to change that in order to get a better result? And you see, the energy just keeps flowing because it's like you're still in the same subject. You're still ruminating over a potential strategy that you're setting up to, you know, get to the preferred result. And then at that point, energy just flows. Just continues flowing. Hell, it might even grow even bigger because you can add some extra questions like what would make this even more fun to attempt and to try? And then you would get into that flow of thinking and feel that fun as well. So it's it's a very, very, very um, intricate thing to, to spot and understand because when you see that, dire- again... Having a repetition of energy being cut off early on, you know, whether it be parenting, whether it be the school aspect of things, or even the societal aspect of things with the news and all that crap that's been happening on social media, you can see how energy just stop, done. There's no balancing. Yet, when you go into gaming, there's none of that. I mean, hell, okay, unless you quit when you play a game like Dark Souls after the first few momentums. But most of the times, even in those games, which has drawn a lot of people to this kind of gameplay and this kind of um, method of thinking or hard games in a sense, uh, thinking for hard games, well, oftentimes it's just, okay, let's reroute. What's my stretch? How do I change? What do I do? And then you go and you conquer which is a lot of fun. So it's the very same thing in life. It's just that there were two different mindsets being propagated at, you know, different time. And of course, again, not blaming the parents because they got it worst. And you see where that leads. 
you know, the kind of interactions that leads to the kind of uh, disconnection with oneself. Because if you're going to start criticizing yourself based on someone else's opinion or block energy flow based on that, well, it kind of sucks. Lot, lots of creation that's not done. And then that creation doesn't impact the rest in positive ways. You know, there's, there's a whole momentum to that. But when you catch that and you're able to spot that either as a subconscious blocker, which is just an emotional negative feeling without a sense of logic until you kind of hold it and probe it, well, then you can clear that shit out and have fucking fun continuously creating and then clearing out whatever's in there balancing and believe me at that point when it comes to balance it just becomes a continuous game of life every day so interesting correlations that can be done between games and um your current flow you know your current flow of things and again all this is an aspect of balance um not necessarily how do you say not necessarily set in stone because there's always new ways to understand certain things new ways to interpret certain theories like that and new ways to create your own as well so play have fun give it all a shot and yeah just kind of allow yourself to find more ways to translate your knowledge of one area to another or your strategies from one area to another to a certain degree to a certain degree i even had a moment a um, couple of years ago where when i had when i wanted to do a comic project i basically kind of gave myself tasks like a an online game kind of like farmville where it's like, okay, well, if I do this task every day, then I'm going to get a completion after a certain amount of time. And it was, at the time, it was a bit unbalanced because I was kind of forcing myself to do it every day without having the boost. And again, that was back at the time. Without having the boost of knowing consciously what was fun about you know, having a deeper awareness about what was fun in the task. So the unbalance kind of came into, I have to do this each and every day to keep up with a schedule where balancing it out would have been also to add the fact of, and keeping those extra fact as a primary, which is the fun of it, creation, storytelling, uh, being playful with the results and the laughters that are going to be um, had by people who are going to read this. Um, the love for creating world and universes and creating parodies. Uh, the love for the inspiration of that as well. So you see, it's a whole different kind of like feeling slash energy momentum when that's added onto. And it doesn't get to be this unbalance of, as you'll see in Souls, I got to get the numbers, I got to get the numbers, I got to get the numbers, you know, that completely unbalanced aspect of things. So, like a game, Farmville style, okay, well, let's just set up some tasks here and there, know that after a while it's going to get to this point, but also keeping as a primary the fun, the playfulness, the, the gleefulness, the love, 
that momentum and allowing oneself to say that too because again there were certain certain times you know certain low blockers where it's like oh because the environment doesn't like you having fun or talking about what's fun then you can't have it and you know all that imbalancement from a generation that had it worst so toss it away have fun all right play it's in the game (laughs) found an interesting little balance based on what joseph ally said uh no joseph rodriguez i should say i found that eventually there's a point that there's there's an interesting little balance where I can spend time focusing on a piece of information directly. So whether it be audiobook or YouTube video about certain principles as or similar to this, like podcast, um, there's a direct concentration which can allow me to, again, dump all the rams into, whatever is being paid attention to, which then helps me cross-reference the concept or uh, let's say with simpler wording, it helps me compare what's being said to how it's impacted me in my life. So again, this very amazing practice of mindful um, attention paying, you know, to certain content. Yet I also found that something that can be done as well is a a mix of that of paying attention consciously and also a kind of like um putting it in the background on the side when playing video games you know whenever there's a small little game let's say as an example tetris or any other game having that run in the background those kind of talks run in the background yet consciously knowing that i'm loosely putting those up in order to have that background let's say chatter um fill the subconscious mind with its knowledge like i like the concept that um joseph rodriguez brings which I think even Napoleon Hill spoke about where you saturate the mind, actually maybe even Neville Goddard, saturating the mind with the content in the material and the kind of thinking that you want to have. So it's a bit of a two-parter, but I think I've landed on a very interesting balance that I can play with. And of course, this is remembering all in its respective time or all in its respective practice so in a way kind of like saying yes there's the conscious application of it which is terrific there's so much more information that can be acquired and cross-referenced when uh, let's say content like that are consciously paid attention focused to yet at the same time whenever there's let's say a little break or even some time off or even you know time to just rest having that information run in the background while doing something else not something that's a creative activity and this this is something that kind of be sure or i guess i want to bring some fine tuning to it because in the creative activity you still want to put a hundred percent ram thinking ram processing ram you know your focus on it 
because there's a whole inner dialogue and discovery happening in that field as well. So that's why I kind of say in video games, there's less of that. You can get to that point if you're going for uh, esports per se, or professional gaming or competitive gaming. You know, at that point, I'd say, yo, don't, don't, you know, put anything else in the background. Yeah, just if it's casual, if it's just playing around, if it's just relaxing, then that's also a good time to have those kind of content and material there for you in order to saturate the mind and basically continuously have that new dialogue, those new impressions. It makes a much more, you'll feel the impression, you'll feel the difference compared to having again, the negative programming in the background. So TV shows and movies, you know, the lack thinking, the lack dialogue, the division dialogue, the division thinking. And I know even with video games, you get a bit of that, but you can tune it out while you have that other kind of content on the side. So could be a very interesting little effective strategy to have there. Um, and yeah, just again, it's kind of like adding this kind of dialogue, this kind of thinking and practice as a download bar on the side of your current tasks. You're still doing your current task or you're still doing that other thing, but you have that download bar for your new talk, your new perception, your new awareness. Well, not new. It's kind of like returning to one. So returning to how you were uh, as a kid in a sense or uh, coming in on this plane yet still, you know, it, it, it's a download bar, just getting back into that set, that mood, that state, and knowing, noticing the details, noticing the change. So play with that strategy. Again, everything is with your own um, perception of balance. So it's not like saying this is absolute and you need to do this. No, 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 no. You choose to which degree and at what point you're going to play with those texts and how. Because you're the only one who's going to feel it for yourself. And it, it's kind of like saying, yeah, you're the only one who's going to be able to balance this um, water for you. How much water do you want to drink? You're the only one who will know. You know, it, it, it's that simple. So play with this. Uh, know it's lax and loose. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't. It's all good. Yet, yeah, saturate your mind. Literally just... Fill your mind with the content and the kind of dialogue you want it to be running continuously. All right. And that also includes not necessarily taking that uh, the division in your mental diet. Not until you balance it out. Then you're kind of able to just notice it, yet not default back to it. And I think that's um, a good specification to know. You know, it's not about completely evading and saying, oh, God, it's all trash. Oh, my God, I don't want to get brainwashed. Uh, no, it's just kind of like, oh, you know it's there, but you're not focusing on it. You're not paying attention to it. You already know that at, at your default that we're all connected. You know, so a bit of practice, but hey, all worth it. And again, got to thank those content makers and various books and even channeled material that we had throughout the years for this. So it's all good. Thank you. Ooh, now I'm eating some more of that humble pie in a good way. It's a bit more of a realization that 
you can just kind of when it comes to some of these theories, you know, these experiments, these insights, these tune-ins, you know, from channeling and various um, other realization based on combination of events and thoughts, you know, that it's fully kind of, and <laughs> I guess it's a message to remind me again, allow myself to just dive into it, give it all a shot and to change as things kind of go. Because we continuously evolve, we continuously grow. And the same kind of goes for insights and knowledge. We have much more understanding of psychology than now, than, you know, what was initially started. Like pre-Freud and pre... Um, wow, <laughs> I'm like, I was going to say Nishki. And it's like, whoa, wait, whoa, <laughs> completely different uh, scenario. But pre-Freud... Freud, you know, uh, or even that time, we have much more. So it's allowing oneself, even when it comes to channeling or various other things, you know, this counts for it all to take a stand, take a foot up front, put, put your theory, put your analysis up and know that you can also allow yourself to change and switch and learn more as you go. It's kind of like saying there is no wrong. It is basically allowing ourselves to expand and evolve at any point. Because a lot of things that can be said at one point will be updated later down the line because there's new events, there's new understandings, there's correlating information. Again, looking at multiple lens of perception. So it's having this understanding and it's again it, it contradicts it completely counteracts the old momentum you know from the uh, prior ways of parenting of they can do no wrong but you have to get it right on all costs um, it goes it really counteracts the school momentum of one right answer one specific moment one test, one specific moment that determines your life and blah, 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 all that crap. The over, I think the, it's kind of like the choke chain of needing to be a hundred percent right all the time. That flawed momentum, and you can call it flawed, not calling it wrong, just flawed. Um, in this current day and age doesn't necessarily stand because it, when you get it that it's all a balancing game and that you're going to ride one wave, one understanding, one momentum at one point, yet you'll ride another one or a combination. Again, I say one, but one may, com may be composed of multiple types of understanding and momentum or perception and points of view. So it's beautiful because you you're constantly just growing 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 and allowing yourself to change and then allowing yourself to help others with that growth as well as allowing yourself to change for, within that perimeter as well so it's not like okay one type of teaching one method one way and i'm sticking to it for for life you know um no it's there's multiple things. It's constantly growing, constantly evolving. I, you can kind of see it a bit like um, as well as a drawing style, similar to that, you know. 
there's some great things that are picked up from a specific drawing style, but you're always going to mix and merge and change and grow or change techniques, merge techniques as well. So, again, another little moment to remember that and moving away from the prior programming per se quote unquote because you know you'll see the same you'll see that same kind of mechanic and idea uh, or that prior idea and mechanic in tv shows you know it's like i will get angry at you missing this one thing and you had to get that one thing you know there's such an excess importance that being placed on certain things that eventually it just locks you out you know again it goes back to the whole eggshell thing like okay well you better get it a hundred percent or two hundred percent right and that also takes back to the whole joe Dispenza story at one point he just said fuck it i'm not trying to i'm not trying to get those understandings approved by a council of peers with doctors and all that no fuck it i'm trying to help people that's it that's all and i don't care if some or you know the institution aspect of it thinks it's woo woo fuck it <laughs> you know it's because of that mindset that other problems have grown uh, again this blind spot in perception due to a one track mind one method of doing thing one way of seeing things but it left so many blind spots that it that mindset no longer applies anymore and i got to thank joe joe dispenza for his books uh, both you're the placebo and becoming supernatural because stories like that personal stories like that are quite inspiring and it really kind of touches home so wow yeah let's and the same kind of goes for all of you just do it and allow yourself to bounce whatever it is that you want to tackle on do it and allow yourself to um, bounce or um, ah, crap what was the term Allow yourself to balance it, you know, do something, figure something out, test something out and allow yourself to balance it. And you can do that again really quickly in the mind space, in the mental space, in the VR space. You can play with that. Um, and another little tool, I guess that will be something different, but there's some really cool things that you can do within your mind in that mental space. And uh, the balancing aspect of things is a big one. It's a really fun one. You clear so many things within yourself along the track. It's just so fucking beautiful. So have fun, guys. Have fun. All right. Bit of a spitball on video games. Um, I'm trying to... Uh, last few days, I've been doing some ins and out, going into certain games, um, and then having the uh, a different kind of subconscious programming on the side you know learning a bit more about those laws but not necessarily being too hooked onto knowing those laws you know kind of like quantum physics and all that not too um strapped down to needing to know them by heart so that's been really good one thing i did notice when it comes to video games is a and I think I'm retreading a bit, but uh, we'll go a tad bit further, is the aspect that once a game pops in or is loaded up, I feel consciousness literally getting, diving into that world. You know, I am the character. I am in that world. I am gaining more powers, you know, depending on how the game flow is. 
and I'm getting involved in the story. And with that, I've also noticed that, or I've noticed that the thought perimeter, you know, the thoughts that you will have in that moment, because everything is in the now, even when you dive into a game, it is still a now, it is a present, okay? So the thought perimeters in that now are quite different because it's the entirety of consciousness logged into the game world in that sense. So most of the thought perimeters, most to practically 90% of the thought perimeters are in that range, in, in that, let's say, world. And that's particularly interesting. There's much more of an involvement, I find, because you, as a game player, as the player, you have all the controls and you're directly controlling this versus a movie where you will passively look at it and passively listen to it. You're not acting upon it, yet you will still feel the emotions of what's, you know, what's happening in there, just like in a game. Game kind of brings it a bit more personal, which is why you've seen certain people just smashing keyboards when they lose or smashing controller. There is, you know, as consciousness dives into it, there's still, of course, there's still the mind's interaction. So if you take certain things personally um, or, you know, a backlog of habits from outside of the game perimeter, like, oh, you need to win uh, absolutely or, oh, the taunting or, oh, you need to take things, you know, that backlog, those subconscious thoughts are still active while your consciousness is in the game. So you may have some reactions like that. Yet... All of it can still be detached. Of course, you see pro players getting into a state where they don't necessarily feel attached to um, winning or losing. You know, they don't. It's it's like being a sports athlete. You know, there's a certain uh, mindset that can be developed of detachment in that regard. So, it's not saying it's completely locked in. It's just that here are certain aspects of things happening mind-wise while your consciousness is in the game and you know taking the game a bit too seriously or taking getting into it too involved into the scenarios is one of them um also again let's not forget the subconscious repetition of division you know when you're in a game there's always not always but most of the times 90 percent of the times opponents uh enemies you know oh you have taken down my land i must get revenge you know that kind of stuff always in games so that repetition is still part of that so you know a couple of things to watch out to yet you can still have a detachment from it still the interesting the really juicy and nitty-gritty interesting part is the fact that your consciousness is fully diving into it at another degree than movies you know, you're much more involved in games, both for the aspect of, you know, feeling as if you are the character, but also the customization of it, you doing the action, you having those back and forth with whatever enemies are there, you know, this, the scenario aspect of it, and the growth of your character. You're, so, it's intriguing, along with, as previously mentioning, the mind chat 
sphere, spectrum of thoughts, you know, or you could say, well, not just mind chat, but the entirety of the spectrum of thoughts. You won't necessarily think about the thing, uh, the event that pissed you off at the beginning of the week, or let's say a negative relationship with a person while you're playing your game. You won't, you know, it, it, there's rare chances, rare chances, but it's not generally going to be in your thought sphere when you're diving into a game. So there's an interesting little thing that can be done slash notice with that. One, in a, you could say, negative space, negative mental space. You know, a couple of things are just pissing you off. Um, there's, a, let's say, a social narrative that just is there to drain you and such in a way, you know, um, all that sort of thing. So in moments like these, you know, when you're not necessarily in your preferred headspace, well, you can pick up a game and then those thoughts are kind of tossed to the side. And what's interesting about that is it kind of also fits in with the Abraham Hicks strategy of just go to bed, get some sleep, uh, because you won't be repeating what creates the negative thought space. You won't be repeating the same uh, mental chatter of the things that you don't necessarily like. If you get what I mean, like once you dive into the game, different thought space, different um, mental chatter zone type of deal. All right. So the other one's not repeated. When the other one's not repeated or less repeated, then they won't automatically pop back as often it won't it's kind of like again remembering repetition is the name of the game whether it be consciously or non-consciously you not diving into a, a that thought space of whatever's bring you down is doing it, it again it's one less repetition which then brings you less repetition in the future compared to you doing it now 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 um, similar to riding a bike, you had to, or walking, but riding a bike, you had to repeat it up to a certain point where it was easy, simple, and you went back to it. Well, it's practically, uh, similar to the same thing. It might be a tad bit, maybe, I guess if you haven't rode a bike in a while, then you might have some stubbles going, getting back on top of it, but you'll still be able to just jump back into it and master it. So, it feels, it slightly feels that it could be the same thing for thoughts as well, or using that as a bit of a strategy. You know, it's an easy strategy, of course, and it doesn't necessarily fix the entirety of the problem because you'll still have to go back and clean up those thoughts, those beliefs that you didn't choose. It's just much easier, you know, to take that as a kind of like a temporary solution, but also an add-on solution um, to basically just bring your, might as well use that term, bring your consciousness into a different space so that your thoughts are looping in something that's much more beneficial emotionally than sticking with the same circle of thoughts or the same, you know, kind of like going back into your current environment, having your consciousness focused on your current mind and body, not a video game or not a movie, but then having a repetition of thoughts based on that environment where your body and mind are. So 
gets a bit more of a complexity, but uh, to kind of make it simple, just use a video game or movie, but I'd say more video games, to keep yourself in a mental place uh, with a repetition of thoughts that is much that is away from what's fucking with you from what's getting you angry or jaded or depressed you know you can have that quick and easy uh solution on the side now the one thing is that also becomes a repetition on its own and it doesn't necessarily fix the problem so doing that in tandem having that back and forth play a bit of a game uh depending on your situation again all of this depends on the person's situation but having both these options play a little game then go clear certain thoughts do some inner working you can even use your visualization of the game to do inner working add a bit more of that physical movement you know stand up while you're doing your meditation that could be a very interesting thing uh but also be aware of your space not to start doing erratic movements and knocking things around but play with that have some physical involvement in that clearing and Notice that one clearing the repetition of what's not liked is definitely a big ass favor for you. Again, the more you step into those great moods, the it's like unlocking an the it's like unlocking a grid of those positive thoughts, synchronicities, and momentums, as well as unity understanding. See it that way, not just as oh, it's positive thinking, blah blah. blah. The word doesn't won't really mean much it's understanding the effects and the result that will literally get you into that so yes using both those techniques in tandem and then also making sure and fully understanding that you'll clear those negative thoughts and those negative beliefs you know you take your own time it's not a rush 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 do 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 and you must clear it because you are now going into unity and you must no fuck that that was the problem in the first place you guys know i already spoke about that no you play with that you go in tandem you don't force yourself to clear certain inner thoughts if it's too tricky eh, jump back into a game or just keep your mind off it and Again, as said, you watch after the double-edged sword of games and movies and TV. So the repetition on division and this kind of not-enoughness type of dialogue. All right? Tricky. But, hey, we're finding ways to balance out those tools. Again, nothing being completely bad or evil uh, or with complete negative intentions. Just certain things that weren't balanced out, and now we are. So... Use those games, but do not depend on the games. Use the movies or even animations, but do not depend on them. Because at that point, you're not clearing up your beliefs, your inner beliefs, and then that backlog still sticks. It still sticks. So it's a balancing game between those two options. Well, those two options. There's multiple other options, but you know what I mean. In the context of using game, you having your consciousness dive into the game's world and having your thoughts be honed in on that instead of anything else um, based on a, an old belief or some kind of negative event or some kind of memory, you know, the repetition of one is much more favorable of the other. So have fun, balance it out, and play with your own, create your own stretch. You know, you'll find out. 
You're the best person that'll know what works for you as you consciously pay attention to it for more than five minutes, of course. So play with it. Bit of an extra top off to that because linking it back to the Abraham Hicks technique and also linking it to the yogic state can kind of help you consciously understand why it's kind of in your own benefit to have that consciousness shift from video game or, you know, outside of the current environment to video games from time to time and why you want to balance it out. Abraham Hicks always brought this aspect of go take a nap, go take a walk somewhere, go sleep, um, watch a movie, something like that, okay? And this kind of ties back to uh, more things that they talk about, you know, the entity, Abraham Hicks, um, channeled by Esther Hicks, uh, this aspect that you can get into a an understanding of how life is always fun and is always for you when your thought patterns are honed in on that or are resonating towards that. Um, like just understanding the sun went up, you know, your, your planet is still rotating in a positive orbit. Uh, you have access to water. There is air to breathe. You know, various, one would say normal, but it's certain things to, you know, take into consideration. Um, just, it kind of brings, well, kind of, but at the same time, the obviousness of it just brings your mood up, that emotional scale or that emotional ladder. Because it's like, yeah, you could be dead. No air. Eh, no water. Oh. No sun. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you start slowly anchoring up. But those, that, that kind of focus of thought, that kind of spin of a thought, okay? That's practically, you know, it's like on the way to the yogic state. Where there is a full acknowledgement that God, the universe, source is in everything. So there's much more of a personal interaction with the all, personal recognition of that interaction with the all as well. You recognize how each and every of your interaction throughout the day, it doesn't matter what it is, because, you know, God's source vibration is in all and, you know, vibration is quantum physics. But yeah, all made of the same particle, all interacting. Same kind of goes with your cell. We already spoke about how getting into depression and anxiety fucks with your cells. Because it's kind of like giving them that message emotionally slash energetically. Um, and, you know, that fucks with you. So, and the opposite, it has been tested. Again, yeah, you're in a great mood. Everything's going fine. You're laughing a lot. You're making this a daily thing. And watch your health skyrocket. Your health, not your hell. So, but all of it is connected in this sense where, as explained prior, you can use video games to bounce out of those negative thought zone. Yet, ultimately, there is a, not saying a work, but there is a personal reorientation of one's mental space and thoughts 
towards what you know is much more advantageous to you and everyone else at the same time which is you being fucking happy <laughs> you being fucking happy is advantageous to you and everyone else because as you're being happy you're not checking shit out in a sense you know in a really rough way to say it but it's true you know a happy person in communion with themselves in understanding of themselves and everyone else in that way is not going to chuck shit at people because it's understood within that well that's not necessarily what i want to send out in a way or better said there's an understanding of the mom the momentum that that creates the you know possible subconscious shit that you're giving on to someone else uh the loop back karmically which is you know both in thoughts and in action you know you keep repeating a negative thought your perception of the world is affected by it you know your perception of the world is affected by that belief and then so it is done on to you afterward you know um literally because you perceive it it's in your perception so not really helpful for yourself so that's where where these techniques these methods they're slowly kind of leading you to that yogic state in a way where having a fond oh man this, this is where it's tricky with words but i was well just riff and see where i can balance it back having that fond uh playful understanding of life that loving understanding of life again god sources in everything that also includes your thoughts you know so you can't condemn a thought it goes a bit deep but you know thoughts are vibrations as well and funny enough i do like how abraham hicks says it your thought will think itself because it starts a chain momentum of thoughts kind of tricky and i can understand how wording it is a mouthful and kind of tricky for the brain to wrap up but we're finding ways okay yet you can't condemn even your negative thoughts um all of it energetically attracts so but with an understanding again returning back to a i can't even say base understanding of life because that would be referring you as a baby how you came into this world which is a base understanding of life meaning there's no separation no division full curiosity ex- lo- loving acceptance playfulness and discovery um without any stances no um i choose this over that or this over that or being affected by other stances there is legit a calmness a playfulness a funness to it um it's kind of like saying you came in on this earth like that and that's the soul <laughs> unlike the movie that's how the soul comes in you know it, it, it literally there's no prior quote-unquote prior understanding in the moment all that stuff from what i've been gathering is you know the past life stuff is stuff that you pick up as you or stuff that you'll remember as you go along your life track but soul wise boom flat out full understanding straight up source and then the influence starts so 
it's interesting. It's um, I, I can see why in a state like that, things just flow with much more ease. Things just flow. Uh, again, your thoughts are not hindering your actions or your your potential of action. If you remember that uh, chart from Tony Robbins, you know, your thoughts leading to, oh, bloody hell, it, it's like thoughts leading to feeling or those can, I still feel those are interchangeable, thought and feeling or one leading to another, which then leads to an action, which then leads to a result and then loops your next potential of whatever, you know, uh, f- depending on the action you know it just loops so if you're in a negative thought then you negatively expect that you won't necessarily do this will affect your action which will affect your results which will give you even more thoughts of the same range so in that sense in the yogic state you don't necessarily put yourself or in your own way you're basically having this natural, fun understanding of life, the base understanding of life, unaffected by any environment or any social constructs. And yeah, that's actually quite funny and fantastic. You were born with that from the get-go. It's just that once you went through the meat grinder of the social construct and all of that, and then getting your share of subconscious beliefs that you didn't necessarily want to, well, then you kind of get, you jump out of that, but you can always return to that. It's just, again, this game of practice, practicing, because repeating those constructs enough time makes it normal to live in those constructs. Yet now you kind of say, well, wait, Isn't the construct aspect of things causing the pain, (laughs) causing me to be in my own way? If it wasn't for, let's say, someone else's idea or rule sets of how this supposed to be, which doesn't necessarily fit with everyone, but having to abide by it, you know, this is where you begin to see this um, interesting little game that we're in. Yeah. I was about to say Alan Watts might have had um, might be a very interesting person to look into because he speaks a lot about that that the whole folly of that the social construct a bit similar to how Neville was talking Neville Goddard was talking about that in the aspect of how some ideas of social and religious construct are kind of wayward from the initial state that we were in, practically linking it back to God as well. You know, the God state, the 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 source, you know, the universal state, the unity state. Multiple words or descriptions could be given to that, but that's practically it. Hell, flow state. Hey, when you're in flow state, you're not in your own way. You don't necessarily have those contradicting thoughts you're just in pure instinctual action and then analysis action analysis action analysis um you're being you're literally being you're not thinking or over analyzing certain things uh based on certain rule sets you just kind of dive into that kind of like a well straight up like a kid jumping into an activity there's just doing 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 So that 
um, that's quite an interesting state to march towards, you know, and playfully march towards. Don't, again, it's not a, you need to get back to that state. No, 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 no. It's just, it's a passive but conscious understanding of that being an initial state and how we kind of moved away from it indirectly. You know, we don't consciously, uh, if you knew, you know, it's kind of like going, if you knew, and it's like, well, you didn't know what you didn't know. But if you knew, well, you wouldn't necessarily, there's a certain set of habits, repetitions, environments, sayings, things that you watch that you wouldn't necessarily do naturally. So, Hey, that could be a thing for a new game plus as well. That's a bit of a meditation. If you take time to do that new game plus meditation, basically just going back to the initial point and changing things within your life, understanding this and feeling how the timeline would change, you can get some interesting, very interesting results. <laughs> Quite interesting results. And every time you do it, there's a new integration that happens because you are effectively kind of like living different experiences. That's why video games, well, no, visualizations like video game, you're literally pushing your consciousness into whatever you visualize. So make it a good fucking visualization. <laughs> In a sense, it's kind of like saying, don't fall into the whole movie aspect of trying to make it overly entertaining or falling into... Uh, let's say fear thinking, fear seeing in that sense. Nah, just have fun. You're diving your consciousness into it. You're picking up, you're having a different kind of repetition, a preferred kind of repetition, and you're integrating, you know, with every repetition, you're integrating, you could say some new data, some new habits, some new feelings, or expanding certain feelings. So, in that same way, you know, maximize that use of your consciousness in that way. But of course, balance it out. You don't necessarily want to live in that space continuously because it's always a back and forth. You get, you kind of like the revision technique from Neville Goddard. You will encounter certain things during the day and then you'll go back into that space to, you could say, clean things up, change things up get the preferred outcome for you and everyone else at the same time. So you practice that win-win-win mentality in visualization. You know, it's a way to do to have that repetition versus, you know, the TV repetition or the video game repetition where there can only be one winner. And that's not unity. Again, all this aspect of balance, but play with this found a bit of an interesting insight when it comes to microdosing. Um, okay, so microdosing weed. Spoke about the technique on a video on YouTube, yet there's more to it. What's interesting about the whole microdosing is that it'll, if you take back the analogy of the emotional ladder or the emotional scale, you know, furthest below being anger or revenge or despair. No, yeah, furthest below is despair. Then higher up kind of goes into revenge, then neutral, then slightly happy. Okay, if you take that as an analogy or visualization of a ladder, the different scales 
um, or the different levels being, you know, different heights and steps. When it comes to microdosing, it can or it does feel like it's putting you literally slapping you on a higher level, on a higher step. So from happy to, you could say, blissful in a sense, somewhat, sort of, relatively, okay? We'll just kind of keep it rough. Now, you didn't necessarily climb the steps. It literally slapped you into that, into those perimeters, okay? What that does is, from what I can tell, the conscious brain sees that it can get slapped into that or it can get pushed into that happiness by taking, you know, the microdose. That is on its own is understood. It's just that it creates a cap. Meaning, when you climb the emotional ladder yourself, you go from whatever point that you are at currently right now and you do the manual climb. So you change your thoughts or you focus on things that just make you happier and happier and happier and happier and happier until you get the bliss. You can use the cheat code of whatever puts you in flow state, whatever you like, whatever you love, and just keep talking about it. Well, with that, you can always get higher and higher and higher levels. You're not being slapped onto a part or a segment of that ladder. You literally grow it as you go. Or you, how do I say, you're literally climbing it as you go, which is different because when you, as I said, when you get slapped onto a part of it, then the conscious mind or unconscious mind has this balance, this, it feels like a binding, an association, a neuro association where it Again, the state, the feeling state, is connected to the substance. Yet, you don't necessarily want that. Because at that point, there's, again, it's a hard cap. It's a bit of a cap because of that neuroassociation. It's a bit tricky to talk about, but you can kind of feel it. It's like taking something to be happy... Uh, per se, using that as an example, okay, when we're talking about that scale, um, and the and the practice of microdosing, taking something to be happy to get up that scale, yet because of the neuroassociation, the brain kind of goes, well, I can only get to that state or to that step by using this, and you're not necessarily going to be able to go further, in a sense, quote-unquote, versus having climbed that ladder, uh, that emotional ladder, on your own and being able to push through perceived, let's say, limitations of happiness, you know, or um, steps that would be considered, oh, this is as far I can go, in a way. So it's intriguing noticing that. Of course, noticing the thought speed aspect of it is really good uh, when you're doing microdosing. Also understanding that you're literally kicking yourself in the REM state, so the dream state, because your your rapid eye movements uh, 
are acting very similarly when you microdose. And you can spot it consciously, which is, again, biggest advantage to microdosing. You are able to consciously spot these things. You're able to consciously see the difference of thought. You're able to consciously see your difference of perception. And you're able to consciously see how your REM, your rapid eye movements, um, that dream state aspect of it, kind of kicks in when it comes to visualizations or any other mental activity. Also, the fact that you're slapped on the higher level of thought, you could say, not necessarily higher, higher mood, higher mood, uh, leads you to accessing those much more helpful, beneficial, positive, um, unity levels of thought. Because, again, you step into that range of thought, you'll attract more of it. Um, you can even go, it's like attracting a similar kind of energy. So, okay, that's cool. Yet you got to watch out because then you're kind of getting a, uh, not saying a hard cap. I like the, the word just for the visualization of it. Uh, but it's because you'll always be able to kind of slightly up, you know, up that emotional ladder, even within the substance yet. As said, the neuroassociation that it keeps in your mind puts a bit of a cap compared to you climbing that emotional ladder manually over and over and over and doing that on your own. So interesting little things that can be learned from that. And again, everything out there at that own point or... Um, Everyone with their own tech, everyone with their own rule sets, everyone, you know, it's like doing, do what you do, test, play, experiment, verify, look at, to the degree that you are aware of your own reaction, which is why I say, you know, microdose, yet, or, which is why I recommend microdosing over full joints in that sense, because you get to be much more aware of the change and then you are able to take control to do it naturally later on. So play with this. <laughs> it's in the game. But yeah, literally play with it. Because when I start, it's like when you, I don't say when you, when I, well, in a sense, like I started seeing a lot of people going to those shops, the, uh, what do you call SQDC? And even certain people going there before their work. Uh, which kind of gives me a hint to, ooh, okay, yeah, the regular consumption of it without microdosing. Microdosing would be like a quarter of a pipe, quarter, you know, or even a third, but not the full thing and not on a repeated base. So it's not like smoking an entire joint and just passing because of that. No, you stick to conscious aspect of it and you won't necessarily need to get more on the same frequency which is another advantage yet noticing a lot more people going to those shops and all of that kind of going within it, it just shows me a bit of an unbalance there just a slight bit of an unbalance there but again nothing's bad it's just something to notice and go okay whoa wait so what's going on you know <laughs> it's like what's going on uh what's happening and doing this in a non-judgmental way so 
like I can clearly understand why there would be. No, you know what? Let, let me. I can clearly understand why there would be a move towards that solution when your thoughts, your thought patterns are kind of going against you in a way. Your regular thought patterns are kind of going against you. I can see how, and this is, it's funny, it's something I kind of had a dream about uh, talking to Sadhguru on that subject, kind of going, well, yeah, if you're stuck in the matrix, in that veil, okay, and you have had that you know, the crap that you had to deal with, with when it comes to school, the social construct, the religious construct, okay? All those being a veil because, again, you go back to that initial state, which in a way, the weed does bring you closer to that initial state, which is, again, on the highest scale of consciousness. I, I think Dawkins had that too, uh, wrote about that. Well, bliss is on the top. And funny enough, that's your child state, without any kind of construction, you know, social construct. Yeah, sure, you were crying because you didn't know what you were doing pooping on yourself or something like that. Or even expressing words like, I want to eat or something like that. Of course, a little unbalanced, but the rest of it, bliss, pure passion, fun. So I can kind of see why the conscious mind would want to return to that state and would want to take certain things like, drugs or any other substance to get back to that state or to remain in that state. Um, they, again, once you go through that veil, the, the construct veil, and you kind of get wrapped into that aspect of eggshells of, if you don't do this, then someone else is going to feel bad, you know, on various levels of your being or various activities or various even thinking patterns, you know, again, if I teach you about the devil, I've just fucked with your life, legitly, because you wouldn't have had the that anxiety, or those anxious thoughts, if I didn't teach you about that. So all that relating to the veil, you know. Um, so it, it's like I had a bit of a, a mental chatter in, in that dream with Sadhguru talking about, well, yeah, with all those restrictions, with all the, the things in that veil, in that matrix, I can see why a population would just get fucking high. I, I, I can see why that option would just kind of pop up. I can see that. Of course, it's not to finger point and judge. It's just an aspect to balance it now, which is, you know, just take care of the fucking veil. <laughs> just take care of the fucking veil for, to, you know, to be blood. So, eh, interesting. Very, very, very interesting stuff to, to play with, discover, and learn more about. One more follow-up to that, and I guess it's just a bit of a little strat to add instead of the microdosing or video games head back to whatever sets you up in flow state and now check your inner dialogue or maybe the seeming lack of it yet not necessarily it's like fully understanding that it's going for a hundred percent positive inner dialogue when you get you know when you tap into your activity that does kicks you into flow state so your passion but there's also 
whenever you think about your favorite song, some of your favorite kind of tunes, there's um, you can find ways that your mind allows you to get into those peak fun talk type states. All right. Let that be your key or another key to add on top of this, because the repetition of that gets you into a repetition of more positive dialogue, things that you really like. You know, your focus, your repetition goes of that positive kind of dialogue. And again, when you get into that, that's, you know, the whole range of synchronicities and other stuff unlocked in that way. You know, it'll just attract more of those positive thoughts, which means more insights, more understandings, more compassion, more unity. Literally, shit's kind of nuts in a cool way. I want to make a graph about it. But yeah, use whatever you are a big fan of and start talking about it or start listening to it and then talking about it and watch how your mom one your momentum changes and then two you're doing that ladder that you're climbing that emotional ladder exercise in a sense um scale so as you're doing it with one subject you know your favorite subject you and now I see what Abraham Hicks was kind of mentioning, or I see a facet of it. Okay, my own personal take. But as you're focusing on that, your internal dialogue changes, and then as you keep doing that repetition, the change will ripple out to other, let's say, aspects of your life or other subjects in your life, you know, other types of focuses in your life, because you're going to get yourself used to repeating that positive, high pitch, <laughs> high pitch, high tier, you know. Uh, high motivational, high mood type of dialogue. And like any other thing, it's a repetition, you know, like any other thing, the repetition of it makes you as a whole more used to it. So then, yeah, kickstart, kick your life into that gear. I can kind of see why some of, you know, some of the top tier actors or athletes, they found a way to have their passion become their, uh, you know, kind of like being activated nonstop, become their work, but it's not work. It's a passion. See, uh, there's doing it and then getting um, revenue for it. And it's kind of like the momentum, the flow of it is all impacted, if you know what I mean. It's not like, oh, I'm going to a shitty, <laughs> no, no offense. I'm going to a boring nine to five and that I'm not really involved in. I don't necessarily have those fun conversation or inner conversation. You know, it's a different deal. And of course, nothing against the nine to five. There's a way to turn that repetition into a fun one. And again, it's all practically the same exercise. It's just consciously doing it. And now spotting how some of those actors or top tier performance, um, they, they're just on that continuous chain momentum because, hell, their inner dialogue is there, is just straight up there. It's like uh, what I coined the whole Tyson training tech, constant, unconditional, positive reinforcement, even if in your starting stages, you know, you can even go back and look at Jim Carrey's speeches, that zone, that state, that kind of talk. That's a big-ass key, and we're all kind of trying to facilitate it within each other, you know, understanding that we all have our own share of baggages that we didn't necessarily choose, but hey, let's try to co-op and help each other out of it. Not demanding it. <laughs> Not demanding it. Just helping our, each other facilitate. 
towards that. So that was a very interesting pickup. Very interesting. All right. Yo, bit of fangasm here. Um, some more fangasm. E wow, I am always shocked in a good way at how Japan kind of had our back. The East was trying to drop care package of knowledge on us. I mean, both noticing it in Metal Gear Solid 2, if you look at that end sequence and take time to literally just think about what's being said. And it's kind of tricky because, again, a lot of it is will kind of come true to subconscious upon repetition. But when you kind of make an analysis or you look at analysis of what's being talked about, specifically that second game, all right? And then maybe a bit of Metal Gear Rising as well. The themes are very close to what's currently going on. And um, this current blurb is kind of spawned off from um, recently checking out a story lowdown or a story breakdown or a story recapitation <laughs> from Oni Black Mage on uh, The World Ends With You, which is a game I played up until the third pass, and then I kind of got annoyed, mostly because it DS game, and you had to blow. And there was an, a Final Mix edition I never touched, which came on to the uh, Switch. Anyhow, looking at the Final Mix and a part of that uh, ending story, all right, you know, you get out of the uh, hero story because a lot of it is, again, you know, the, the programming. But... There are various insights on why the game happened or the game within the game. You know, the whole ordeal of the game, why it happened. And a very interesting one is, well, actually, there's two really interesting one. One, uh, the multiple dimension that kind of happens in this universe. So they spoke about people's thoughts being able to hear people's thoughts did creating noise and the characters in the other dimension having to fight other noises because those noises are affecting um one their dimension and then two it's like it's a as it affects their dimension it affects back the real world so it's a back and forth kind of um scenario so the rage and anger that's happening on the person in the real world manifests on this other plane as enemies, monsters to battle. And once they're cleared, the rage and anger kind of gets cleared. And it's quite interesting because, and again, go check it out on your own. Around the last 10 minute of that video, that recapitation on Oni Black Mage's channel, because I won't do it justice. I'm still kind of, um, how do you say, digesting it. Because there's even the concept of eliminating duality, yet the characters that wanted to do it were trying to pull it off in a forceful way, not leading to enlightenment. And it's like, what? You little, <laughs> you know, you kind of go, you little Nintendo game, and you're bringing this really deep concept of just you know, reflecting upon what's being lost because in the game's game, the entry fee is a, it's something dear to the character. 
So there's an aspect of, and of course, this is where, you know, you can kind of say bullshit because you're forced upon it. So again, well, you can say bullshit, but at the same time, you can see why it did not work because you're kind of forcing non-duality on someone and you can't, you just can't. It's nothing that can be achieved that way. And of course, for story reason, eh, okay, okay. I'm not going to say it can't be, okay, it can't be manually forced. There are times where events will lead a person to change their thinking, which then has them diving into non-duality, which is a different thing. It's not like I'm pointing a gun to you and going, all right, now you'd better worship, or you'd better get into non-duality. It's like, no, or... I call it bullshit because it's like the Saw thing. You know, like the movie Saw where it's like, I want to teach you a little lesson. And it's like, no, no, that never worked. Never did. But the idea of bringing that concept and that understanding of concept into a game and attempting to get into those kind of talks. uh, Mind you, by some special reports, of course, which explains more of it, so or most of it, because it's not necessarily explained in the main game. So, you know, hidden little stuff like that. It's kind of explained a bit more grounded. Unlike Metal Gear Solid 2, which had a whole monologue on it with the AI, which was fantastic. So, yeah, um, always shocked and surprised to see how... Hell, even another example of that, you know, East sending care packages. Because, you know, there's multiple other ways, but I'm just really gushing over the fact that we've had that happen in video games and anime. Because even the whole, I think I spoke about this, Cowboy Bebop. There was an episode about a cult, you know, um, a cult. I completely forgot the name of that cult. Anyhow, they were straight up brainwashing people. People wanted to kill themselves to reach uh, immaterial consciousness, you know, because they were promised that by the cult leader. And then it turns out that the cult uh, leader straight up is an, a, a virtual avatar by someone in a coma, which literally kind of brings in the, the topic of, well, yeah, people are going to listen to whatever's being said on television. It's like the next religion. People fight other people for, t- you know, for their idea of the best team and all of that or any kind of ideals being sent their way. So might as well give them an option, a quick option. And it's like, again, it's this other interesting scenario of talking about consciousness and non-duality, but showing the evils of forcing it in another way. It's kind of like um, evolving that scenario of the extreme religious person, the extreme right, by going with another take, which is a mix of extreme left, you know, in, in that's well, in the world ends with you type of deal, and even when it comes to Metal Gear Solid 2, um, that last example when it comes to Cowboy Bebop, that's a bit more of an extreme right, but it blends in. It, it's a very interesting blend of philosophies, but still attempting to force non duality, you know, or full acceptance of consciousness in people, which again, when you you can't 
force this kind of principle. It's kind of like forcing love. You can't. You saw how it worked with the parents, and you saw the consequences. <laughs> um, and, of course, um, one, you know, one generation being taught by the prior and then, you know, some social momentum. So it's quite really, I'm always kind of fascinated at how the East was attempting to bring this in or various of those concepts in their shows and video games, kind of like sending us care package because literally the more I look at it, the more it feels like in the West Especially when it came to early television, all right? This shit has been a veil, a veil of perception. And funny enough, um, you know, you can say intentional, non-intentional, always both at the same time. But either way, it has, has more, well, in a way, it has, it's all leading to this balance point, all right? We're all balancing it now. Yet I love the fact that we've gotten some care package, from the east to help out, you know, just to kind of peer outside that veil. Because, wow, yeah, again, super thankful for all of it. It's fucking amazing. Oh, but now kind of, gotta watch out for some of those, you know, gotta watch out for that hero story. Again, true, it's like being able to look through the cracks and not repeat that subconscious programming. Fucking amazing, man. Loving it. A bit more on the Eastern Care Package. I just remembered that um, the game Zero Escape 999 or that series, okay, uh, coming from the East <laughs> again, Japan, uh, this time. Yet the concept that they introduced in the game of your consciousness going to a bad ending. You know, because you're doing this linear... It's worth checking out. And I'd even say go check out Oni Black Mage's uh, recapitation of the last game in the series to understand a bit more about this very interesting concept. Because in the at the beginning of the series, they don't necessarily push the concept to its logical extent. It's only during the the last game that you get to actually play fully fully with this concept in mind and the characters in game understand it so it's not just uh, a flea it's not just a mechanic that has to do with the player only it literally gets involved with the character as well and this is a very interesting parallel to our lives yet the concept of having one consciousness go down a path and then let's say in the game, oftentimes you'd get a bad ending because you need to go through that path to understand and pick up hints, tools to then go to a different ending with another set of character or the same set of character. And in the game, one cool thing is like the, the characters actually recognize that they are shifting their consciousness through various timelines. And they're actually going, wait, let me, because let's say in, in the game, they kind of have to use stress or stressful situation or even near death to make a shift. So let me get into a situation like that to then get, bring that information to another group for them to stop that event, for me to shift back into a parallel version 
where that event did not happen yet because I sent that information to someone else. Like it really goes into the aspect of having one's consciousness jump through timeline. And that's a very, very fucking good thing to play with because you in that in a very similar way. Okay, if you take it in the meta aspect in a game, you're doing this all the time. Okay, yet you can do this with your mind visualizing okay what's the outcome of this timeline um what's the outcome if i do this you know and of course remember take out the hero story so you don't need the drama you can just flat flat it flatten it you know one hit ko that's it that's all in whatever you're creating of course as long as it's not attacking someone else but you know what i mean like if it's to create a business don't go for the whole drama and heroes of the hero story. Fuck it. Make it a slam dunk. Don't waste your time with the drama. Um, you're basically able to, when you visualize, you're literally bringing your consciousness, you as a soul, in another dimension. Whatever you want to call it, imagination, astral body journey, all of it are different parallel dimensions in a way, including the ones that you recreate in your imagination. So if you revisit your day, you are still looking at a parallel reality of what you have lived early on during the day to the degree that you're aware of the things that you're aware. So if you're aware of the weather, if you're aware of how cold you felt or um, how you felt a certain way of what you spotted on the side of your eye, you know, uh, yada, yada, yada. Still parallel realities and you can still get the XP, the understanding, the experience, the learning from the experience from those trips. So it was really surprising that a, a video game brought that concept you know and actually made it like especially the last game this is the one you kind of want to check out okay D where the characters themselves actually talk about doing this and do it <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> so it'd be like me talking to you let's say if i'm coaching you okay i could literally ask you in your mind to go to uh, a memory or revisit or or create a scenario that you would like to live, okay? And then ask you, okay, so how does it feel? No, oh, it feels great, uh-huh. Because, oh, what do you see? Well, who's around? Okay, how does that make you feel? Uh-huh. Yes, you're feeling it in the now. So you're taking information from that parallel world and feeling it in the now. You're still doing that new repetition. You're still leveling up. You're still activating that download bar. It's really fucking cool. Just evade the hero story again that's the double-edged sword we didn't necessarily see in advance but now we understand and allow yourself to fucking slam dunk it but also allow yourself leeways understanding that hey it's not all said and done and whatever kind of comes true to journey even if it's not a complete slam dunk it is still adding to your pool of creation because whatever factors kind of came up and made the changes is still putting you at a new let's say position of creation with the experiences in your toolbox so you can always change and modify again it's this aspect of balancing out afterward and not going oh no it didn't work oh i'm bad and blah blah, blah. no don't worry you're not bad it's just okay well what's your end goal okay shift done 
do it, <laughs> you know? And that's the cool part of it. Oh, man. So I'm loving, I'm really loving e those Eastern care packages. It's really, really cool. And it gets me to wonder. It really does get me to wonder. Bah. Anyway, I, I, this will be for another time, another topic for another time. Actually, something that came up during the night was a bit more of an understanding of um, that pool, that toolbox of creation. And it would kind of mix in both what Bruce Lee said about being like water and the multiple options that you kind of create for yourself by looking at all styles and most content, but also having your bread and butter. Um, and it can also tie into a bit of quantum physics with probability fields. Anyway, we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but it's this aspect that like a fighter, the more techniques that you study, you know, you play with, you learn, okay? But you master your own set, of course. But the more study techniques that you learn, picture this in your mind. Somebody's about to come at you. Because you've studied multiple techniques, it's as if the person that's coming at you in your mind's eye is generating an, uh, multiple sets of of um, it's like that person, that specific zone, looks like an area of multiple options. Meaning, um, it's kind of like seeing multiple your multiple fists and feet, the multiple positions that they can be, even hand lock, hammer lock. You, you're kind of able to sense, not fully see, but sense. You know, it's not. A fully visual thing or else it'll drive your eye crazy because it's like seeing overlapping fists and positions of attack and counter-attack because of all the techniques that you've learned it's more of a sensation thing than a visual thing yet it's kind of good to try and see it that way as well because it, it, it does bring the analogy it makes it a bit more apparent and easier to recognize in various other things so Again, this person's coming at you, and because of all the study, the techniques you studies, your perception now encompasses multiple probabilities of counters. Okay, thus you're able to kind of re respond, not react, but respond to the situation at high speed. But it is not a reaction, a wild reaction. It is a known and calculated reaction. From those, all that study, which does give you a leeway of what are you going to do in those multiple angles and, and perspectives in this moment. Uh, another way is, let's say you do a drawing, okay? Now you look back at it and you are able to perceive the multiple help kind of like an animation drawing you're able to kind of see the multiple positions leading to that last position you're able to see the multiple styles you can change you're able to see uh what other things that you can modify based on what you love what you adore about art you know you you can look at a drawing that you've done you've just done and then 
change the probabilities of what it can be, you know, of course, that's expansion. It's not saying it should have been that way. Of course not. Uh, this is now your current point of expansion. So from that, you are based on your toolbox and everything that you've looked at. That includes every pieces of art that you have seen in your life, online and offline. All right. In books, in TV shows as well, uh, in movies, like every little piece of visual content, okay, that you have seen and even studied, okay, all of that you can be activated upon you looking at that prior drawing and then looking at the possibilities of things that can be from that point, all right? Um, that also includes, again, as said, different uh, lead up to movements, prior frame, extra frames. You can see the character animated, again, using your mind's eye. And then you're able to kind of make another picture out of that or something else. Yet, it is still that aspect that everything that you have studied is giving you this, you can say this ability to see this zone of probability based on what, again, what you've seen, what you've studied. And it's kind of interesting because you can kind of go through various things and, you know, you can scope your eyes around a room. And depending on, let's say, your perception, your awareness on, uh, let's say, um, what you love about how you take notes or what you love about how you position your room, what you love about the current positions in your room or... Um, anything that you've kind of acquired in your mind knowledge-wise, okay? And this is why, again, you don't stick to one thing or else you get a bunch of blind spots and your zone of probability is kind of small. But you're able to kind of dart your eye around things and go, okay, well, I can change that zone. I can change this. What would it? What would I prefer? What would be better for me? What? What's more fun? What's more pleasing, you know? What do I really like about this? And allow yourself to go and create, you know? Of course, if you end up on uh, blocking thoughts, you do, you know, your little bit of shadow work. Or you can just change the subject, change your focus, and stick to that pure positive flow. You know, you, you do what works with you, yet it's just... A, Acknowledging that you do have this ability to create these zones of possibilities simply by, one, being fully open to various kind of knowledge. So, again, you you leave yourself open. You kind of get interested. You don't stick to one path, one way, one method, fully understanding that, you know, we've already spoken about that. But you don't leave yourself blind spots. And then, two, you kind of have pleasure and fun with it. That's another big one, because if you don't necessarily have fun with it, well, then you're kind of forcing yourself to see these things. And that's not helpful. Really doesn't. <laughs> to tell you from experiences. Um, so, yeah, it's really kind of cool that we have this ability. And, of course, it's all different depending on anyone's uniqueness and what they've encountered. So that's why I say play. There's no one specific method of seeing this field of probability you're the one generating it based on what you've seen what you've learned and what interests you and also your unique flow your uniqueness your unique soul 
you know there's a resonating aspect to that unique soul and when you it's kind of like what's your character style you know what's your character attitude or what's it's kind of like your your acting trait you know what i mean like um keanu reeves okay neo john wick boom done you know man of tai chi was practically him being neo in a sense <laughs> evil neo but neo but see what i mean so what's your character style or even hell you can even go with the aspect of are you more of a guilty gear person or a street fighter person are you more of a disney person or are you more of a shonen jump person you know just uh, it, those are rough and loose example of kind of essences but you'll kind of figure it out onto your own so play with that and include that in your field of possibilities and have fun just have fun with this